Happy Friday, Michael. Oh, and a happy Friday it is too. It's just yeah, good. Things, a lot of things Friday. are going going well. A lot of there are a lot of I a lot of worked out this morning, happening. and I did not die. So positives. That you know, that's good. That's good. It's you know the thing about 2020. It has, uh, I think, made a lot of us appreciate the simpler things like staying alive. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, also, October is really just coming in strong. We've got our full moon start. We got a full moon out. This is really great stuff. I mean, it really, uh, it's kind of, cra- I mean, talk about an entire month of October surprises. I mean, of course, 2020 yes. was going to be like, I mean, I feel like I don't, I mean, I, I just, I hope the writers aren't setting us up. I hope they're not just throwing everything in the kitchen sink to see what'll stick. I, I don't want the season finale to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to have a happy ending, though. I want it to have um, a happy, and I want it to be believable. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but it's a good month. I love October because, of course, yeah. it's ghosty stuff, but it's also my birthday month. It is, it is. And so I and enjoy the that. the weather is turning nicer. It's already, when you walk outside here in Texas, you can always already just kind of smell the autumn. That's right. I walked outside when air. it was sunny yesterday, and it was cooler, mm-hmm. and it was inside my house. And that's rare. Yeah, it's very rare because your house yeah. is pretty cool. It's nice and cool. Yeah, I like it. Cool uh, so I here. love it. It's my favorite time of year. Pretty soon I'm going to crack the spine on uh, my hardback edition of Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree, which is my favorite book to read this time of year. One of my favorite books to read this time of year. Have you ever read it? The no. Halloween Tree? Oh, it's so no. good, Jamie. It's it's a small book with lots of pictures, so everyone can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. No, I mean it Thank is beautifully so illustrated. So it's uh yeah, it's a uh, it's great. It's a bunch of it's a sort of a history of Halloween as told through uh, this kind of weird uh, metaphysical adventure that these trick-or-treaters have trying to rescue their friend from death. It's really Ooh. good. Yeah. I mean, that does sound good. I wonder, do they have an audiobook of it? Um, um, certainly do. In fact, they, I think they okay. made an animated short out of it sometime in the 90s, oh. which won an award the year it came out. Um, I've never seen it, sadly. I, I'm, I have to look for it. But yeah, it's because cool. one of my favorite Ray Bradbury, Ray Bradbury characters, the sort of mentor figure to the boys is this mysterious sort of cadaverous man who sort of a magician, sort of whatever. He may or may not be death himself, and he's called Mound Shroud, and he's kind of like their tour guide through the history of Halloween, and it's like, I would love to voice him one day when I'm old and spooky. Nice, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll have to look for it, because I got an audiobook. Every time I sit down to read, I think of all the other things I need to be doing. And so if I have an audiobook, I can actually do those things and listen. I love a good audiobook. There is um, most might... assuredly an audiobook. And if there's not one, okay. maybe I should do one. I'll reach out and be like, yeah. hey, Bradbury Estate, can I do an audiobook for you? Because I fucking love this book. It's one of my favorite Halloween reads. Nice. <sighs> yeah, do it. I need to reach out to a romance author and do one of their audiobooks because that's really what I want to do. Oh, my God. That'd be so much fun, I think it'd be really it? fun. Hell to yeah. read some sort of romance. <laughs> Smutty, smut, smut. Oh, my yumminess. God, yeah. With, like, Scottish Highlanders on the cover. <laughs> yes. Devil in a kilt. 
That is the I real guess. title of a book. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it, it it brings me joy in my heart. Oh my god, my so. mother my mother used to get those all the time. Same. Uh, she used to get the Harlequin romances. She was part of that club. She my grandmother both. And my grandmother was like a, a lit professor, and she still loved the shit yeah. out of her some trashy paperback romances. Fabio on the cover of every single one of them because this was the eighties, right. and yeah. um, and I used to I'm I'm I really to those. Lurid Harlequin covers, I owe a debt to my sexual awakening as a young gay Same. man. I was like, hey, hey, long-haired guy with that open shirt. <laughs> right. And one hand placed delicately upon his chest. Oh, so or not good. so delicately. And I was like, this whole psychology behind, I, I watched an episode of something years and years and years ago discussing, like, the process of how those covers are made because it's it was pretty interesting. Um <laughs> and it was like, oh, we talk about like, well, sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll, we want the hero, the the romantic, the gorgeous man to have a woman in his arms. But like frequently we just want the guy on the cover because it makes the, the readers feel like, you know, there's no they competition. Like they could be that woman. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I have thought of that many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot in reverse harem anime as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, it's, just, um, it's just it's just good psychology. It is. It is. Except sometimes we need a little more personality than because uh, a lot of times the, the you female. Might. You might. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, sometimes, though, the, the female lead in those shows will mm. be very bland so that anybody can fold in to them. But right, I cannot right. fold myself into bland. And so I don't love it. <laughs> I will say I, I'm this is when it comes to like guys that I find attractive. It's really like Beauty just doesn't do it for me alone. Like, I've seen a lot of guys that I thought were super hot, but they look like they just don't know how to have fun. Like, they're too cold yes. looking. Like, they're afraid of smiling because they might get wrinkles. And I'm like, no, mm. I need to see someone that looks like they laugh easily. And like, I need mm -hmm. that face. I need those dancing eyes and and a face that is lined with laugh lines. I, yes. I need that. That's that's a that's a vital component for, for sexy for me. Um, yeah, because I've seen too many dudes that just look like they look picture perfect, but it's like there's just no animation to them, and I'm like, they're not look, fun. You look like What's you the just point of it's not fun. It's like you just lay there and let me feed you grapes, and I'm down for that for a while, but that can't right. be the only note we play. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, do you want to read ghost it's... stories? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's why we're here. <laughs> it's October. Let's read ghost stories. Okay. Uh, the first, uh, the first entry comes from Sarah or Sarah. I just like saying Sarah because it has an H at the end, like it should. Um, we just want you to know that we know. We, we do. <laughs> Sarah says, hey, guys, hope you're staying safe and sane. Uh, this one is uh, one of my scary entries that I thought while uh, thought of while listening to the podcast. A possible demon or malevolent spirit. Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. we, we don't like them, but we, we, we find them fascinating. We do. Sorry. Um, as a kid growing up in a smaller house with a lot of siblings, I'm one of six kids with only one boy, so use your imagination of what morning routines were like, LOL. Mm. There isn't a lot of room uh, for you to be alone. At the time, my younger sister had the room on the main floor, and my older sisters and I had rooms in the basement. Ooh. Uh, hashtag fuck rooms in the basement. Um, yep. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> fuck rooms just in the, the basement. Whole Sounds basement. like just a straight up noun. Just the whole basement. <laughs> Our younger sister was maybe five or six, and one day she came out of her room having cut her own hair so terribly that my mom hit all the scissors so she wouldn't try to fix it. That's smart. <laughs> when my mom asked her why she'd do that, she said her imaginary friend told her she'd look better with shorter hair. Well, 
that was the end of that. A few weeks later, my mom noticed her eyebrows were thin and patchy. What on earth? Why would you do that? She asked, a mixture of annoyance and anger in her voice. She would just shrug and say she didn't know. The sequence repeated itself for a few weeks, uh, a few weeks later, rather, and with her plucking out her own eyelashes. Ow! Eesh. Ow! Uh, my older sister, who is now a counselor, notes that these actions are... Uh, indications of high levels of anxiety and early onset yeah. depression, among other things. Soon after these incidents, my sister started to get more and more tired, going to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock, and waking up just early enough to get ready for school, and still being exhausted after sleeping for nearly 12 hours. Uh, she would have terrible nightmares. She'd never remember what they were about, but she would mostly sleep in my parents' room for about a month or so. She also talked about death a lot and how she was afraid of it. I remember holding her as she cried out and uh, uh, talked about her fear of death and the unknown of the afterlife. My mom mm. recollects the day where my sister came into her room, standing beside her bed, staring at her until she woke up. When my mom woke Terrifying. up and asked, right, when my Terrifying. mom woke up and asked if she had a nightmare, my sister shook her head and said, no, he told me I had to hurt you, like really hurt you. My mom sat up right and said, who? The man from my closet. Oh. No, thank you. Goodbye, moving. My sister told my parents that uh, this guy in the closet had been talking to her a lot and telling her to do horrible things, not just to the, my parents, but to us siblings and even the pets. Ah, that's, I draw the fucking line there. I mean, all yeah. life is precious, but man, you're going to mess with pets, motherfucker. Not cool. Um, Scared out of her mind, my mom called her friend, who was a priest, the uh, diocesan exorcist, in fact. He consulted her and told her to sprinkle holy water and to bless each of her children before they went to bed, and he'd come bless the house if the activity continued. My mom did as he instructed, and it never happened again. It's very strange, and I still don't really know what it was. Hope you, quote-unquote, enjoyed the story, <laughs> and that you have a great day. Well, wow. I think the fact that it just took a little holy water to put this bitch in place tells you what a low-level motherfucker it was. Like, he ain't shit. Yeah. He ain't shit. Picking on a and little girl. And most of them aren't. Most That's of true. them aren't, mm. right? They're just, just... they're just bullies. They're just bullies. Yeah. You can just be like, get out of my house. Like incels I'll, in the afterlife. <laughs> Lovecraft Country. If you've seen Lovecraft Country, just... God, I need to see it. I need to see it. I'm about to upset. I'm about to dip into uh, uh, Ratched, the... the uh, mm, the sort yeah. of origin story of Nurse Ratched because she's one of my favorite literary villains. And right. uh, I love that actor and I love yeah, the, so the crew that put it together because they also did some of the best uh, mm -hmm. American, Horror, American Story Horror Story stuff. Yeah. Which, it's fun. Just, I'm in the mood. It's Halloween almost. So I'm yeah. in the mood for like schlocky, campy, you know, lurid yeah. fun. And it looks I started just watching my cup of tea. the television series Evil. Mm. And it is with... Um, there is a I television series? Name. I'm not aware of it. Yeah, Mike... Uh, I can't remember his name. He's Luke Cage. Okay. And a woman. And so she's basically a psychological evaluator for court and stuff like that. Mm, mm, and he's mm. doing... He's in, he investigates stories from the church that have been reported to the church of possessions or um, stuff like that, unnatural evil things. Mm. And... So they get connected, and so they start working together on, is this really a possession or is it something else? And most of the time, it seems it's going to be something else, but there's always an underlying or is it oh, kind of thing. But it's fun. That. It's I a love fun that kind, kind of, of Yeah, a combination of and legality evil. and evil. It's on Netflix. All right. Yeah, I All think right. it's just evil. Just... Now I'm going to doubt myself, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but I, I feel like I've, I feel like it's come up on my queue, so I should, yeah. I should give that a try. I definitely yeah, want to we try Lovecraft Company. Short. 
Uh, I love Craft huh. Country. I want to try that one because I just love I the idea. To. I fucking love the idea. The concept is, is gold. So good. It is so, so good. I still haven't checked <laughs> so, out Perry Mason yet. God damn it. I'm so yeah. behind. I'm I know. sorry. I've been trying to catch the boys up with Doctor Who, but I am hooed out. They want to yeah. keep watching it. I'm like, guys, can we stop for a little while? Go to the it's great. Not, it, Go to huh? the great. Well, it's, great. Cleanse yeah. your palate with the great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's yes. What, what we need. Do. But that's yeah. more my speed than theirs. So, like, I'll probably watch The Great myself and be like, Oh, no, no, no. The costuming's incredible. They'll die. Oh, f- you know what? There's my end. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> okay. You're brilliant. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> on to my story. Sorry, we had a little conversation there. Uh, 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 Rosa has sent in a response because we said, Tell us more about your story. So, oh, sweet. Uh, hi, Jamie and Michael. Hi, Very Rosa. Quick. Uh, While my family was here visiting, my mom and one of her cousins got to talking about when they gave birth, and my mom told her something that she had never told me from when I was being born. Like I mentioned in my first story, my mom had complications when she gave birth to me and had to stay an extra day, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, no one has ever actually told me what the complication was. Turns out my mom almost died giving birth to me. My mom had a C-section for me, and according to her... While she was in surgery, she was going in and out, and in one of her out moments, she could see herself walking in a giant labyrinth, looking back, uh, though she says she was actually floating. At the end of the labyrinth, she saw my her grandma, my great-grandma, who had passed away about a year or two before I was born. She was standing all in white with her arms raised, ready to hug her, and my mom was so excited to see her again. My great-grandma was the one who basically raised my mom, and my mom loved her. To this day, she still tells me stories about growing up with her and her cousins in Mexico. As soon as she was nearing her grandma's arms and ready to hug her again, my mom heard someone call out her name. She turned back to her grandmother and told her she couldn't hug her. The moment that that happened, she said she felt like she was being pulled back. She opened her eyes back at the hospital and couldn't breathe. The doctors had already placed a breathing mask on her trying to stabilize her, and the person who had been calling her name had been my biological dad and the nurses calling out her name telling her to calm down and breathe. At that moment, she never told anyone until years later that she saw my grandma and then again my stepdad when she was pregnant with my sister. I guess as a warning. By the way, (laughs) last time I did this. Uh, Okay. Hey, it's commercial time. It's It's commercial time. It's It's commercial time. Join our 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 Patreon. Be a patron. Be Uh, a patron. We appreciate all the support we get. We really um, do. But if you could help us. And join our Patreon. You get an extra couple of chats yeah. with us on the Discord. You guys be a member of the Discord. Because we also love to talk to you guys. Yes. And we uh, really appreciate the uh, support so that we can stay away from commercials as long as possible. Right. Other than this one. Yes. So Which is just more to... of us. So it's like just added content, yeah. really. Exactly. Patreon.com. Google Intentions. There's several different tiers to choose from. Um, we're going to consolidate those soon. I say out loud so that I will do it. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> our chats are going to be on the 10th of October. 10th of October. Um, 10th of October at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Yes. And that is for every member of the Discord. And for our fat- Phantasm tier is on Saturday the 17th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be having those yes. uh, those chats with our Discord what, members. What? Uh, we've also revised the Discord a little bit, so yeah. it's really running smoothly. Our admins are amazing on there, They're so, so great, thank you, you to them. Oh my god, you admins are like the lifeblood. Yes. Thank you, admins. Thank you, patrons. 
Thank you, listeners. We appreciate all of you. Um, and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. <laughs> now to the story that you both requested last time. The story of how my sister was almost taken by a bruja or a uh, duende. Uh, it's up to debate what it was. Like I said, my cousins from Mexico came over, and luckily I managed to record some of our conversation, so I have a couple of stories from them, too. We like it. So this happened back when I was around, uh, when I was in middle school, like in sixth grade, so around 2008 or 2009. When my sister was born, we lived in a two-bedroom apartment with my grandma and two uncles, so my parents were looking for somewhere else for the four of us to live. Mm. At that time, my dad's family lived in a house near White, Wa- White Rock and Fair Park. Haunted. <laughs> yeah, we know that Stop. whole area. It's like haunted. Haunted, haunted as fuck. Um, <laughs> the owner of the house uh, actually owned a couple on that street and one uh, and sorry, the owner of the house actually owned a couple of houses on that street. I was saying, like, owned them, a couple houses, not he owned a couple. Right, That's Just odd. like a whole entire couple. <laughs> a couple of houses on that street, and one of them, the one right across from my dad's family, became available. So we decided to move in. It was old as hell. Honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't fall apart. Every step you took, there was a creak. When you were in the kitchen, you couldn't run because everything shook. It was hard to heat. Sounds like but it was me our the, first house. <laughs> huh? Sounds like me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it was hard, it was hard to heat. But it was our first house, so it was home. Like I said, this was back in middle school, so I was already asleep, and for some reason, I didn't wake up when any of this happened. My sister was still a baby and hadn't been baptized by that point. Again, my family is Mexican, so the Catholic religion has always been a part of my upbringing. An unbaptized child is a no for us. Mm-hmm. My mom wanted to baptize her, but my dad felt differently. So for a large percentage of my sister's life, that was sort of a big issue that resulted in several creepy experiences. Ah. But back to the story. Nothing really stood out that day. It was an average day. I was asleep in my room, and my dad was in the living room watching TV, and my mom and my sister were in my parents' room. Amanda has always been difficult when it came to bedtime, ever since she was a baby. And up to a certain age, my mom would have to lay with her until she finally gave in and slept. This night was no different, and the whole time my mom was with Amanda, she had to go to the bathroom. But she was holding it. (laughs) (laughs) Once Amanda passed out, my mom finally saw her opportunity to go and take advantage of that. It's dawning on me now that my poor mother could never enjoy her private bathroom time because of me and my sister. Damn. (laughs) I love that. It's true. She couldn't. I'll tell you, just having stepdaughters, it's... I. Oh, God, yeah. It's like permission imagine. just to walk in and hug me while I'm on the toilet. And it's like, okay, thank, <laughs> it's like, thank uh, you. Okay, well, it's uh, share and share alike, I guess. It. Uh, anyways, okay. My parents' bed was pushed up against one of the corners of the room, and they had placed my sister's crib right next to it. At that point, Amanda was reaching the age where she was getting too big for the small crib, even though she was still a baby. More often than not, she would sleep with my parents in their bed. That night, mom placed Amanda in the corner of the bed by the wall and placed all the pillows around her, making a pillow fortress to keep her there while she quickly went to go pee. (laughs) The bathroom was literally right across their room, maybe five steps away for a total of, what, 10 seconds? My mom ran to the bathroom, and the moment her ass hit the toilet, she heard a loud noise from the other room, like something falling. Uh Her first thought was, fuck, (laughs) was it Amanda? 
My dad heard the noise, too, and my mom could hear him run from the living room to the bedroom all along the way, screaming in the hallway, Perla, the baby! Our mom yelled from the bathroom, she's there, on the bed, and hurried to get out of the bathroom. My dad screamed again, more desperate this time, Perla, where is the baby? My mom could only think, what do you mean, where's the baby? And as she's opening the door, she replied, she's there, on the bed, and looked into the room. And my sister was not on the bed. My mom literally looked at my dad and was like, Jaime, where's the baby? As if he hadn't been asking her that this whole time. According to my mom, the pillows had not been moved. They were still in their fortress formation in the corner, except my baby sis just wasn't, wasn't there anymore. My parents immediately began looking around the room for her. When my dad decided to move the heavy as fuck crib, and lo and behold, Amanda was right there. Under the crib, three-quarters of the way under the bed, face out and red from crying, arms stretched as if trying to hold on to something. My dad lunged to the ground to pick her up, checking her over to make sure there was nothing physically wrong with her. The whole time, my mom was rambling about how that could be possible. How could she be under the bed? My dad was angry and yelling at my mom, accusing her of leaving her near the edge of the bed, and my mom was yelling back that no, she left her on the corner like always. Again, pillow fortress as evidence. If my sister had simply rolled over from the corner of the bed to the floor, a lot of things should have stopped her. First, the pillows my mom put around her. They were still neatly arranged there, stacked on top of each other, untouched. Second, the actual fucking crib. My sister's crib was one of those old-fashioned looking ones, all feminine and pink lace. A bassinet, I think is what she's describing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was heavy, and you needed two people to move it, but it was more for newborns, and as my sister got bigger, she was falling out of it rather than the crib toppling over. Basically, that shit wasn't going to be moved with just one nudge. And even if it was a weak crib, it was more likely that Amanda would have gotten stuck between the crib and the bed. But nope, again, she was under both of them with the crib firmly up against the bed. And all of this happened in the span of a minute. My parents were reasonably freaked out. My dad, who this whole time kept telling my mom he didn't want Amanda to be baptized, told my mom that they were going to church that Sunday to look into baptizing her ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) My mom jokingly told him, really, cabron, now that someone almost took her, you want to baptize her? And then in parentheses, she said, Google says the direct translation of cabron is dumbass. I did not know that. I love I that, that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something today. We're all learning something. Uh, she said it jokingly, but they knew, like we all know now, that whatever happened that night was otherworldly. And honestly, there's nothing more terrifying than realizing how powerless you really are to whatever is out there. Mm. I grew up with all these stories, and sometimes I find myself cynically thinking, sure, ghosts, right? But then I remember how this happened, and I quickly changed my tune. I think the creepiest thing from the, this is that, A... I heard nothing that night. I slept through all of the screaming. And B, the fact that when they found Amanda... Ding. There was the ding. This is the creepy (laughs) part, I guess. Um, The fact that when they found Amanda, she was red-faced, as if she had been screaming and crying. But my parents didn't hear anything when looking for her. Traditionally, brujas are responsible for taking unbaptized children, but some people also say duendes can take them. For those who don't know Spanish, brujas are witches and duendes are goblins, a small creatures of mischief, a sort of mix of poltergeist and elves. More stories are from Central and South America. Most stories are from Central and South America, but I've heard a couple from here in America. From what I gathered, 
that they're more often found in households with small kids and constantly try to take them away, as well as constantly pranking people in the house. Growing up, I would often share a room with Amanda, sometimes even a bed. For example, right now, I'm living with my parents and share a room with her. Ever since this happened, even if she's already baptized and almost a teenager, I find myself waking up in the middle of the night and looking towards her, making sure she's still in her bed, asleep, and safe. So basically, I'm deathly afraid of having kids. <laughs> first, <laughs> first the nine months of pregnancy and giving birth, and then you're telling me I risk having them taken away by supernatural beings? No, thank you. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the story. Um... Hope you guys are safe and healthy. It's 1 a.m. and I'm deeply regretting writing all of this at night. Well, <laughs> it's a good thing it's okay to sleep with the lights on. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Good story. Oh, oh my gosh. So like, good I can't story. not think. Well, what if she fell in towards the wall? Right. The walls there. Maybe the bed was soft, yeah. and she fell in towards the wall. But then, how would she have gotten to the other side of the bed? If she was a baby, not crawling or anything like that. Yeah. And um, how, and the concern how... was her rolling off, not. Yeah, and how would anyway. she have? And again, how how to fall with the pillow forts around her? Like you know, if the yeah. pillow forts there, like for that not to be disturbed, it's that's that's creepy. And that's the fact really that she creepy. would had been crying, but they hadn't heard it. That's weird. I feel like she was mm. she was probably kidnapped by the Goblin King, put in the labyrinth because the labyrinth apparently that's in the family history because she saw the labyrinth when she was giving birth to her. Maybe that's the yeah. labyrinth. Maybe the labyrinth. maybe Jareth is real. Maybe Jareth is like the king of the Duendes, and like just for momentarily <laughs> took the baby. Maybe Rose and was is like, only telling us half the story. Oh my God! Maybe, did maybe you, the baby is a Did you wish the Goblin King would really come and take that baby away right now? Because that could be it. <laughs> it's 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 a common uh, folklore trope with the the mm -hmm. little people, the 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 good neighbors, the kindly ones that uh, you know they steal babies and they they give us changelings, they give us you know yeah. fairy children that are not quite human. They're yeah, like, great story like, though. Thank you, so thank good. you. I'm so glad so you sent that in. Good. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Rosa. I also love that it's such a part of the of the culture that it's immediate. Like, as eh, a bruja, they almost got us. Almost got us. Got us, <laughs> sneaky brujas. Uh, God, right? I wish we. I, I don't know. I wish we had more of stuff like that here in the modern world. I miss it. I think it's just it's, it's good storytelling. It's just good storytelling. Yeah, we need uh, good stories. <clears throat> Uh, okay. The next submission comes from Eileen. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Michael. Hello, Eileen. Hello, Eileen. I hope you two fabulous ghouls are doing well. I 100% cried listening to the musical surprise in episode 100. Oh, thank you. Mm, so proud of, of everyone's involvement on that. Um, I shared this story on the server about an hour ago, and Jamie asked me to send it in. It's not my story, but my boyfriend's. I believe one it's of the... True. I read it on the Discord, and uh -huh. then I thought it was, I think it was Lauren who sent in a spider story before. Ah, and okay. And then I read it, and I was like, you should send that one in, too. I didn't realize it was Eileen at the time, and then I was like, I quit. I'm not going to talk anymore because I <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> but, but I'm glad you sent it in. I'm glad you understood Yay. what I was saying, and you sent it in. Um I believe, she said, I believe, well, that crack in my voice, goodness. I That's believe, nice. she says, one of the earliest episodes of the podcast involved having a story that belongs to someone else but has now become yours. I have probably told this more than him at this point. Massive trigger warning, spiders. In case you didn't gather from me saying <laughs> yeah, spiders. Right. And I, Yeah, Brandon couldn't read this then because he's terrified of spiders. Oh, my God, just fucking wait. Oh, oh shit. Am I going to be scared of spiders after this? Um, just read it. Oh, this happened a few years before we started dating, so I don't have dates or location names. My boyfriend's family has always 
has always had live trees for Christmas. I believe they always get them from the same farm and usually don't have an issue. One year, for some reason, his mother decided they were going to get a tree from an organic farm, i.e. no pesticides, no sprays, or treatments of any kind, just as nature intended. Well, nature did not intend for you to have that tree in your fucking house, but never mind. That's right. Um, they, find, <laughs> they find a big, beautiful, plush tree of some breed and take it home. They set it up in the den on the first floor. It's beautiful. Now, for the most part, my boyfriend and his brother live alone in the house while their mother lives with her husband upstate a bit. It is just my boyfriend, his brother, and their dog, and as such, not many rooms are used that often. My boyfriend works late nights. Uh, his brother rarely leaves the giant office game room on the second floor. One night, my boyfriend comes home and notices something weird on the ceiling. Something thready with little black dots is coming out of the doorway that leads from the den into the foyer. He follows it a bit and looks into the den, what he sees first is that the beautiful new tree looks a little bit misty. He follows it up to see the top is completely obscured by a sort of white funnel of fabric with more tiny black dots on it. I see where this is going. This odd funnel leads uh, from the tree to the ceiling, the ceiling yeah. of the den, the entire ceiling of the den, which is now covered in spider webs. <laughs> burn it, burn I, it. I don't know if I can finish this. Almost two feet thick of two feet thick. Two feet of spider webbing uh, that is full of black dots now coats the whole ceiling of the den. It is starting burn to trail out into the rest of the house. This is like a fucking. This is like a William Shatner movie. Um, my my boyfriend turns the lights back a off. William Shatner movie. There's a William Shatner movie called like Tarantula, where they like oh, at the okay. very end the entire town is is cocooned and webbing, and like gotcha. that's the that's the famous like last shot. You know, it's creepy as fuck. It's not a good movie, but if you don't like spiders, it's definitely gonna give mm. you a fright. Uh, my boyfriend turns the light back off, walks upstairs to find the door to the office closed. He goes inside to see his brother and the dog sort of curled up inside uh, or curled up. Uh, staring into space, he closes the door and sits down silently next to them and stares into space. So, <laughs> the den, he says to his brother. <laughs> yeah, his brother replies. Do we just set the house on fire and walk away? My boyfriend yes. asks. <laughs> yes, his, you do. His brother does not <laughs> reply, and they sit in silence for a while. <laughs> Eventually, my boyfriend and his brother decide to just bring up the two shop vacs from the laundry room and try to suck up all the webbing. At one point, a three-by-three-foot sheet of spider-covered web detaches and nearly lands on top of oh my, my boyfriend. God. One of the shop backs simply bursts into uh, one of the shop backs simply bursts into flames and needs to be thrown outside in the rain. See, that's the perfect <laughs> opportunity for you to have burned the house down. The shop back was trying to tell you what to do. Even the equipment's like burn it, burn it. I burn I will it. give myself to the fire. cause. Uh, uh <laughs> They, they do get everything they can see cleaned up. They throw the cursed tree outside with the dead shop back. For months, they have spider blooms in and around the den. They have never gotten an organic tree since. <laughs> they also leave all trees outside for a while to make sure nothing is living in them before they set them up. Smart. <laughs> Smart. So that's my little nightmare before Christmas spider story. I'll stick with my $1,000 uh, Balsam Hill LED Douglas fur. Thank you very much. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy 
<laughs> I hope you enjoyed this absolutely awful tale. We did. Thank you for yeah. continuing to be amazing and for bringing together uh, this community we have formed. I love the D&D crew. They have kept me sane and introduced me to several new loves and fandoms. Stay spoopy. Yay. Love, Eileen Marie. Proof that there are things out there more frightening than ghosts. That's true. Spiders. Oh, God. I can just imagine coming home and, I mean, like, if that were me and Brandon, we would have mm -hmm. to burn the place down. Yeah, easily. Like, oh what are you going to do? Yeah. God, no. that's terrible. I mean, I and I don't, I don't hate spiders. I mean, I don't like them, but I'm not, I'm not phobic of them. But if that, yeah, I would be, if that, mm, too much of anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything in moderation, There's everything except in spiders, moderation. they should never be anywhere near me. That's how I believe. <laughs> everything in moderation, except moderation. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good stories, guys. Nice, nice. Very good stories. Keep nice. on sending them in. Please do, and we hope to hear hear you on the chat. Uh, that's right. Chats coming up soon, and yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah. The schoolintentions.com to send in your story. Uh, yeah, stay safe. Stay sane. And remember, it's okay to sleep with, with the lights on. on, unless you have spiders. Turn that shit off and just throw a match. Leave. Just yeah, get go out. Yeah, somewhere else. Don't do it. <laughs>